0: Can you hear me? Oh.
1: Um, God,
0: this
1: coffee is not. The worst is when you put in a K-cup and you're not entirely sure if this is the old one or the new one. <laughs>
0: Is, welcome back, first of all, to another episode of Serious Series of Utmost Importance, The Series. I am one of your hosts today, Neil.
1: And I'll be your other host today, uh, Chris.
0: I like how every time we start the show, it sounds like it's, it, every time it sounds like this is our first episode. Like we've never done this before and we're just discovering the concept of how to record a podcast. It's, it's been... like
1: consistency. We, we we do a decent amount. We just do them sporadically, so...
0: It's been like four it's... years that we've been doing this.
1: <laughs> you gotta give us some credit somewhere. I don't know. That's...
0: Um, what are we talking about today, Chris?
1: Uh, we're gonna talk about the never-ending war of every different streaming service. And... Basically, I guess the development of them, which one's our favorite, um, and what kind of future do we see with with, uh, with streaming services?
0: And because, you know, listeners don't want to just listen to random people talking about topics that they're not experts in, I think it's important that our listeners know that we are experts in this field, <laughs> because we watch a lot of yeah,
1: TV. Yeah, I, I, I have no life i just watched television
0: (laughs) what was the first streaming service
1: that would be netflix i believe
0: you're close but you're off by about like a hundred years it it was theatrophone in 1881 it enabled subscribers to listen to opera and theater performances over telephone lines this operated until 1932 (laughs) ah so it was in somewhere in europe and it was french
1: so the technology was around and still blockbuster said no no (laughs) wonder they went under business
0: (laughs) um then there were a few other music services over phone lines well i guess so this is not just going to be um video streaming i guess we can also include music streaming in that
1: that 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 opens this world up a lot um, okay I guess now I'm just trying to like see what what fits under streaming service is Pandora like is that considered a streaming like website?
0: I guess is radio
1: considered streaming? yeah this this really just kind of opened
0: up is is over the airway tv considered streaming all right for, for the purposes of this discussion let's say that radio is not considered streaming anything that utilizes the internet is considered streaming um and over the airway signals which are sort of a i guess an evolution of radio waves and stuff are not considered streaming so Really, we're talking about post-internet streaming services here that utilize the internet.
1: All right, then. <laughs> Just kind of threw that out there. Um, I mean, I guess there's what iTunes was technically.
0: Yes, I but i iTunes wasn't a streaming service. It was a, a streaming service. It was a store. It was a storefront.
1: Oh, then I became Apple Music. Here, right. yeah, Maybe Apple Music. Because it kind of like they switched their business model, right? Or can you still? I well, no, iTunes,
0: iTunes is still a thing. Wow. You can still buy songs on iTunes.
1: I mean, can we just take a moment to talk about that? That that I remember that used to be like. I mean, when it came out, that was that was like. The way to buy music because nobody was really buying like actual. Well, personally, I wasn't buying physical CDs anymore, vinyl records. had essentially been like phased out in a way. Although the yeah, but
0: you were like you were like ten. You weren't going to be buying vinyl records anyways.
1: Oh, I was very I was very pretentious. (laughs) Yeah. Um. So maybe I should have. Well, it gave me some personality as a kid.
0: (laughs) World of Warcraft wasn't enough personality.
1: Uh, even worse, I played the 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 real time strategy game, not not even the MMORPG. Um, I say, okay, so
0: oh, because iTunes was an evolution of uh, Napster and LimeWire.
1: Well, so we're, that's what I was thinking: Are those streaming services? No, no, those, know, are,
0: uh, those are
1: those are I guess
0: they're torrent services. I don't know if... It, that I, I never used they, were peer, <laughs> they were peer-to-peer so. services. I don't think... Torrents are different because torrents are multiple... Uh, sources downloading the same file onto one device and then uploading that same file in bits. But I don't know... Uh, this, that might be how LimeWire and Napster worked, but I, I don't know how they worked. It might have been, like, direct, because I, I think they were supposed to be really slow.
1: From what I heard from... A close friend who used LimeWire. Essentially, it wasn't like an actual streaming service like like Spotify is nowadays, where there's like already. It was more of just like a database of files. Where, like you said, once you downloaded it, you can upload you know you you contribute to the community by uploading the file so that it allowed like faster downloads for everyone else who was getting on board. But you know they said more
0: like more like how iTunes work, where you're just downloading it directly yeah. from Apple servers.
1: Exactly. Whereas, like, I just remember, if you didn't want to get caught, you're supposed to like shut down like the upload function, which kind of screwed up. I mean, your
0: your friend remembers.
1: Yeah, I mean, I remember because he told me.
0: Oh so. uh, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> can you believe that we used to pay two ninety nine a song to download songs? For one ninety nine, <laughs> it was a lot of money when you think about it. For music through Apple,
1: it it yeah wow, that was a ripoff. I think I bought <laughs> "Roses" "Roses" by Outcast was like the first song I ever purchased on iTunes. It might have been one ninety nine, which is kind of absurd. Do you remember those like video players? When you, you my sister had one where you would like have like a chip and you'd put the chip into like the little like tiny console. And it would play like a little mi- music video clip from that band. It's, no, it it was like that. the worst thing. You'd buy different chips to watch different things. Let me see if I can find it. But um, yeah. Um. So I guess what is the what would be officially the first streaming service to talk about then?
0: I think I think, like you said, we, Netflix is the first one, and it it started as a DVD by mail service, and then a Blu-ray by mail service, and then they were the first. Oh, actually, damn it, I guess YouTube would be the first one because YouTube was before Netflix if we're considering internet video, and it, it sort of pioneered its own genre of short crappy things that people would upload dude
1: every time we like do this like this like adds so much like you're i still remember like it used to be kind of like a amateurish like non-heavily produced like marketed like thing where i remember like there was different i remember because the reason i liked it was because there was like a bunch of like East Asian creators that got super popular during that time. And I remember it's, like, he still exists. Do you remember that guy? It, his name, the way he say it, it's kind of weird, but it's Nika Higa. And then there, he, there's, like, the guy Ryan Higa. He used to do all those different, like, skits, like how to be gangster, how to be a ninja. And he's actually, like, one of the guys from back of the, like, classic old-time So There used to be, like... Kev Jumba. There used to be like Jenna Marbles. Um,
0: a lot of these people were in that Weezer video, Pork and Beans. Okay, really? Yeah, Pork and uh, Beans and it, is like a capsule of early YouTube because the music video wow. just got a bunch of YouTube content creators and had them cameo in the video.
1: That's that's pretty cool. But,
0: the, leave, um, the Leave Britney Alone girl is not it. That's I also remember. Oh. Uh,
1: Oh yeah, that's right. Because all those, like the the Numa Numa guy, like yeah, my, yeah, and then the and you got like intense looking squirrel or whatever. It was basically that South Park episode yeah. where they all fought each other.
0: Actually, yeah, I think I think that was very similar to the Pork and Beans video. Okay, um, so but yeah, YouTube. I think if we're qualifying that as a streaming service, that was probably the first one, and then Netflix. But they served different areas. Netflix was people wanting to watch movies and seasons of TV shows, rather than whatever YouTube was offering. Yep. Netflix didn't create its own content at the beginning, yeah. but YouTube yeah. did.
1: Yeah, still was like, I. You know, the funniest thing is you mentioned like it used to operate as like a delivery service where they would actually deliver like actual discs to your, like, door, like, DVDs. My, one of my family yeah. members still uses that service of Netflix. Oh, really? Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, I guess in areas that have bad internet, you would still want Well, this want to is
1: actually it. in New Jersey.
0: <laughs> oh.
1: This is in, like, middle of nowhere. Uh, it's pretty funny. Um, but, yeah, I guess Netflix, in terms of the way, if we're talking just strictly, like, pure, like, Actually, but professionally produced content, like streaming wise, Netflix was the big, it was the giant that started it all, that like kind of destroyed, um, you know, box office, like or not box office, like rental rental movie companies, like uh, Hollywood Video and Blockbuster. Blockbuster. Yeah. Kind of miss Blockbuster in a way, though, like in a weird nostalgia type of situation.
0: Isn't there one Blockbuster left, or did that close now?
1: I heard there's one left. There's It's like in the middle of nowhere.
0: I think they're making a movie about that, The Last Blockbuster or something like that. What? It's for Netflix.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. That, <laughs> that's kind of messed
0: up. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Um, Netflix launched in 1997 with their mail service, and they were losing money, and they actually uh, approached Blockbuster to try to merge and they wanted to, mm-hmm. they had this idea for their online streaming service and the CEO of Netflix, uh, I think Reed Hastings said that he wanted Netflix to be blockbuster streaming service and wanted blockbuster to buy a 49% stake in Netflix. And then blockbuster said no. And then he just started his own streaming service.
1: then he got the last laugh.
0: Blockbuster did launch a subscription service. Um, uh, a couple years too late, apparently. But that was 2007 shit. that the streaming part of Netflix started. And then they started making all these originals. <laughs> some of which have aged poorly.
1: <laughs> what was, like... The first set of original Netflix movies oh. wasn't Stranger Things, right? Or is there even like, oh, Orange is the New Black? I think used to be yeah.
0: like one of them. A couple of the early ones, yeah. Strangers, Stranger Things, Orange is the New Black. The first Netflix original, though, was House of Cards in 2013.
1: Oh yeah, that 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 really aged. <laughs> that <pretty> backfired. <laughs> really. Uh. Kind of a House of Cards situation.
0: (laughs) Um, Hulu was right after Netflix. In
1: 2008. Hulu, Hulu. You know, from what I remember about Hulu, Hulu, and I don't remember when it first started because I don't think I used the service, but I felt like who was all the shows that were, like, currently running at that time. I think it was really heavily CBS-focused, but I sort of... It re- started... Oh, God.
0: No, no, go Sorry. You're right. It started as a um, joint venture between all the broadcast companies. They wanted to, like, have a streaming yeah. service, so they all put their stuff on it.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's, like, a competitor, and then you wanted to watch like any like classic movies or like huge long run TV shows, Netflix was the place to go the things that like had kind of wrapped up like dude, I remember, I'm trying to remember, I think like South Park used to be on Netflix
0: All these Damn things used to be on so many yeah. The fragmentation of the licensing is really annoying now and I think that's the main problem with having five hundred different different streaming services.
1: Yeah. Um yeah, so what what came after Hulu? Um
0: Amazon
1: Prime Video or You know HBO Max is
0: very new. HBO Max is very new. Let us see when when Amazon Prime Video started. 2006, interesting. So I guess it was even before Netflix. You mean Amazon
1: Prime Video? Dude, I
0: thought you said Netflix technically started around 1997
1: Oh yeah, but the streaming part of Netflix. Oh. Amazon wow.
0: Prime Video started on September 7th, 2006, as Amazon Unbox, and then it was renamed in 2008 as Amazon Video on Demand and then in 2011 as Amazon Instant Video. And then, I don't know, at some point it was renamed Prime Video. Okay, 2015 was renamed Amazon Video. And I have no idea when it was named Prime Video. Either way, it's the worst streaming uh, service.
1: Yeah, who's making the he was calling the shots of this?
0: Jeffrey Bezos,
1: um, that guy with his rocket ship Sailing into the moon. I guess uh,
0: those are the are those the big three that uh, that were the initial ones: Hulu, Amazon Prime, Netflix.
1: Off the top of my head, I, I'm I'm guessing so. I, so, oh, you know yeah. what? Actually. It, I don't think I could say it was a peer streaming service because it only had one show, but it was technically if it, we're, we're making this the criteria of it being on the internet and it being like a show, it was only one show. Comedy Central used to stream the entire South Park series for free because <laughs> that's literally what I watched in college. But I think you're right. In terms of big three, I think it was Hulu, Amazon Prime, and Netflix. Netflix being the giant that I can't even say toppling down yet, even though in terms of their content, I feel like they're slowly losing footing, which is why they transitioned to making their own content, which is a whole debate. And, you know, it's just kind of ridiculous.
0: Oh, Jesus. Oh God! So I'm, I'm looking, the more I look into the history of streaming services, <laughs> The more I, um, what, when did the internet start?
1: What? (laughs) I'm gonna say like late 90s, early 2000s, and that's probably wrong.
0: You, okay. The focus of this episode has to be modern streaming, but just as a side note, In 1993, I'm getting this from this website called uh, Restream.io. In 1993, there was a group called Xerox Park, and they live streamed things from California over a niche network called Multicast Backbone, which could be watched as far away as Australia. And I feel like that has to be the first live streaming. There was in 1995, there was some baseball live streaming through a company called real networks. And then in 1999 at GW in DC, there was a live stream of, uh, Bill Clinton during a discussion. Interesting. Okay, but back to that. We're in 2011, actually. So jumping back ahead, we have, we've just finished Amazon Prime. They had, uh, they had some big shows. They had Transparent. There's,
1: um, is it Jack Reacher? Is that what it's called? Or Jack Ryan? Yeah. It's Jack Ryan.
0: They had Jack Ryan and Jack Reacher. <laughs> What's the difference? I don't know. I didn't know they were different until just now. But yeah, those are, those are very recent shows, like in the last couple of years. Amazon Prime in the last few years has been making a lot of investments into TV shows. I think they are making the same amount of investments that uh that early Netflix was or maybe even more.
1: I could see that, you know. They have Jack Ryan. They still have actually a decent amount of like old content too. Like I still watch scrubs through them. Um and then they have The Boys. They're Coming out with, like, I, I've never seen the show, but I think it's called, like, The Ant. It's, like, and then they recently released kind of, like, a series of animated shows. Um, one being um, Invincible. And then there's that other one with, like, like a, a group of superheroes. And it was kind of medieval type, too. let see. It starts with a V. Uh, well, I just so I'm, I have the originals up. So there's the boys, Reacher, the marvelous Miss Mate, Mrs. Mazel, which I heard is actually really funny. Never seen it.
0: Yeah, I think that's won a bunch of awards as well.
1: Yeah, um, upload, I've never heard of that.
0: Uh, actually, we've been watching Upload. It's pretty good. It's pretty funny. It's the oh, guy yeah. who made The Office.
1: Oh, maybe I'll check it out. Oh, here it is. Uh, the Legend of Vox Machina.
0: Oh yeah yeah yeah. I heard about yeah. that. They, I, yeah. they're they're going to be making a ton of shows in the next few years. They are going to be making the Lord of Lord of the Rings show, which is the most expensive show ever made, over like five hundred million dollars for the first season. They have the rights mm-hmm. to The Wheel of Time, and the first season of that just dropped. That's like this famous fantasy book series, 14 books long. We watched the first season of that, and it was kind of crappy, but the books are still good. Um, they, <laughs> I, I think they have the rights to Mass Effect, Fallout, and they are considered to be a contender for God of War to make these into series. And the, uh
1: I really hope they 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 uh could knock it out of the park, those are huge
0: and then they also, as of this last week, they just bought m g m the studio oh, that's huge, yeah, so they have the rights to james Bond uh Stargate, and I think you know whatever
1: else m g m had i think m g m has all those like classic movies too. Um, oh, uh, yeah. yeah. I don't know why this one came to my mind, but is Lawrence of Arabia owned by MGM?
0: You know, let's say yes, and then we can fact check. It sounds like something that MGM would own. Maybe not.
1: Maybe I'm wrong. Well, well. Oh, well. Um, they so yeah, with we the Wind of... and the Wizard of Oz. Yeah, so those are some classic properties.
0: And, you know, until... There's no way to confirm or deny this, but they probably own Lawrence of Arabia.
1: You know what? They should do a spinoff with uh, Wizard of Oz where Dorothy's children get sucked back into the world of Oz. What
0: would it be called?
1: Children of Oz.
0: Oh, damn. That's a good title.
1: Ooh. Although, actually, I might be bullshitting. Wasn't there kind of like a spinoff of... I think it's just called Oz. There might be a TV show.
0: Wasn't Oz the one in prison? Like the HBO show (laughs) about prison?
1: You're right. You're right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I don't think it was about the Wizard of Oz.
1: Oz is an American drama television series set at a fictional men's prison. (laughs) Maybe it's in the land of
0: Oz. Which is a nice segue into HBO. Um, So HBO, they were the, you know, prestige TV before the streaming era. And then, Game of Thrones launched in 2011, and sometime during the run of Game of Thrones, they launched HBO Go, which was their solution to uh, people wanting to watch Game of Thrones and other shows on demand via the internet rather than via cable subscriber because uh, via cable provider because you know people were moving away from cable, so they launched HBO Go. Then I think they launched. HBO Now which was just a slightly different version
1: it i think it had to do with like if you had HBO if you had HBO the cable service i think you could log in through like HBO to watch the show whenever you wanted but that was HBO, HBO, HBO now, Go oh yeah. i thought HBO Now was the one where if you didn't have the cable you could purchase the service through like Apple, like, that's how I watch HBO, like, now or did, and now it's Max, but if you didn't have the actual cable service, you can just purchase a subscription via, like, iTunes or something like that. Yeah,
0: no, you're absolutely right. It was HBO Now, you could buy on its own, but HBO Go was what you logged into if you had HBO via a cable provider. I see. And then they sunset both of those, and now it's HBO Max, which launched a few years ago, and... um. This was around the time that Warner and at and merged. And mm-hmm. that was why they launched HBO Max. I say. They made a big investment during the pandemic. Well, I guess we're at the tail end of the pandemic now, hopefully. But during the early days of the pandemic, they announced, because no one was going to movie theaters, that... They would premiere all of the 2021 theatrical movies on HBO simultaneously on HBO Max simultaneously, and that pissed off a lot of the directors. Christopher Nolan was pissed off, mm-hmm. even though Tenet I think came out in 2020 and was kind of crappy. I it was not <laughs> worth risking death to go see Tenet.
1: I never saw Tenet, but you
0: know. <laughs> It wasn't worth dying to see that. (laughs) Um, I think Godzilla vs. Kong came out on uh, HBO Max during 2021 because of that agreement, and Legendary sued Warner because of that release. Dune also, The Matrix 4, a lot of things. And a lot of, oh, uh, Wonder Woman 1984, I think, also came out on HBO Max.
1: Oh god, that was such a bad thing. Yeah,
0: day. the only movies that I'd say were actually good of that crop were Dune and Godzilla versus Kong.
1: They 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 like fit a certain like entertaining profile movie. What what was um is it was that? Sorry, let me. I gotta look at this movie up before I even like quote the say say it wrong. Um. Judas of the Black Messiah, was that released through HBO Max 2?
0: I feel like that was before the pandemic. Oh no, it wasn't. It was 2021.
1: Yeah, I remember I just finished uh oh it was. I don't remember how it got released. I just know I did watch it at home. I was oh, I, it was through HBO Max. That one was a fan that was a good movie. Mm. It was actually very eye opening. But um I remember that being released on there. There was... Yeah. There was that Spike there were movie some... released on Netflix, too, during the pandemic. It was, like, the last movie with uh, um, the guy who played Black Panther.
0: Shadow Boseman? Yeah.
1: I think that might have been his last movie. It's about the, the unit that goes back to Vietnam. It was... Interesting. Yeah, it was The Five Bloods. Hmm.
0: I think he had one more movie after that. But I can't remember what it was called. HBO absorbed um, when they when they merged with AT&T, which owned Warners, they, there, uh, there was a separate streaming service at that time called DC Universe, and that had um, DC-focused live-action shows, Doom Patrol, Titans. They also had the Harley Quinn animated show and uh, Young Justice. That service folded now into HBO Max. Thus, there was one less streaming service. And there was also a Stargate specific streaming service called Stargate Command, which failed. There are a lot of failed streaming services. And just looking at the list online, there's like that hundreds of them. The, the bigger ones are, and, and you might not have actually heard of these because they failed really quickly. CISO, have you heard of that? That was in early 2016. NBC launched it, and it was about uh, comedy programming. It had, like, Monty Python and Saturday Night Live, and that failed. Um, Yahoo had a streaming service called Yahoo Screen. Yeah, but Yahoo fails
1: at a lot of things.
0: The only notable thing about Yahoo Screen is that the last season of Community was picked up exclusively on Yahoo Screen. (laughs) And then oh. I guess the last big failed service is Quibi. Re- really, at all? It. I don't. Re- well, I definitely
1: don't remember Quibi.
0: So no one, no one used Quibi, but it was a really big launch. It the the uh, it was 2020. It launched, and the premise was uh, quick Bytes. The, the name was a contraction of quick Bytes into Quibi. And it was supposed to be like short form streaming stuff that could be watched on your phone, shot in both landscape and portrait mode for however you wanted to do it, like watching it while you're commuting or something like that. And uh, they made a lot of really big investments into content. There was a show with Idris Elba. I think there was a show with, um, God, I can't remember the actress's name, but uh, Sansa Stark she has a name that's not sansa stark but i don't know what it is
1: sophie Turner. yeah that's the one sophie Turner.
0: um and they had one with one of the hemsworth brothers so they had a lot of the the
1: third Hemsworth. yeah the, uh
0: no the second hemsworth brother
1: oh the, the you know, the younger one the one who dated miley cyrus
0: maybe the one who is not in westworld and who's not thor
1: okay that's uh i didn't know chris hemsworth was in westworld
0: no, Chris Hemsworth was not in Westworld. The uh, the third Hemsworth oh. brother is in Westworld.
1: <laughs> there's Luke, Luke and there's Chris.
0: And there's a third one. Let's call Hemsworth. him Jebediah.
1: Jebediah Hemsworth. Jebediah Hemsworth. Liam, Liam Hemsworth. Yes. Liam Hemsworth.
0: Yes, Liam's he Liam was Hemsworth.
1: Hunger, Hemsworth. Yeah. Was he? He was in Hunger Games.
0: Okay, it was either Liam or Luke, one of the other Hemsworths. The point is, the service launched right at the start of the pandemic, and it was designed around people watching it during commuting or leaving the house, and then no one was leaving the house for two years. So it failed almost instantly, and it was one of the biggest failures. And now all that content has been picked up by Roku, which has its own streaming service exclusively for Roku devices. And I know what you're thinking. You're thinking this is a terrible idea that Roku has. The, oh, Reno 911. There was a reboot of that also on Quibi, which is now on Roku. Interesting. The one thing I'd say Roku has going for it is that in producing original content, they have an, a, doc, uh, a, a biopic coming out about Weird Al Yankovic, produced by Weird Al Yankovic. Starring Daniel Radcliffe,
1: that is what?
0: <laughs> this okay. is real. that's a real thing that's coming out. Sorry, I got sidetracked uh, by the Phil streaming services of Roku, but um jumping back to the big streaming services, we had finished h b o and what came out
1: then? So I I don't know in terms of timeline but the only other one where I'm seeing them like even just around there's like peacock there's Yeah. I keep seeing advertisements for Paramount Plus which I think oh, is a yeah. streaming service. <clears throat> then I don't even know if it's an actual streaming um I think is it stars? It's always like an add-on to your like Hulu subscription. It's like if you want to do mm. it I don't know. Did AMC ever have like a streaming service? I think AMC
0: still currently has a streaming service.
1: Wow, they're doing a great job.
0: Um, AMC Plus, it's called. That's the other thing. They all just added plus to their names and decided that was enough. There's uh, um, Paramount Plus. Used to be CBS All Access, and their big claim to fame was that they were launched. Mon- seeing a bunch of star trek shows so there was uh the first new star trek show in i don't know like 10 15 years came out a couple of years ago 2017 or so called star trek discovery then they launched another one called star trek picard an animated one called star trek lower decks and they have like three or four other shows in the pipeline so that's Mm -hmm. what paramount plus is and i think they also have some originals um Yellowstone or a spin-off of Yellowstone and some other stuff survivor all that so it's basically just cbs as a streaming service oh sorry cbs is owned by the same company that owns showtime and there's this show coming out in may on paramount plus that's a joint production between them and showtime And do you know what show this is? Is
1: it like a big show?
0: It is a big show. Steven Spielberg is producing it. And it's based on a big IP. And I don't think you're going to guess it.
1: Is it ET2? Close.
0: (laughs) (laughs) ET24, yeah.
1: He's coming back.
0: I think there was a trailer for it during the Super Bowl.
1: I'll probably make a not in, uh Jaws 9. the Return of Jaws. What is it? I'll hum it. Oh my god. No way, dude.
0: Yeah, that's coming out in May. Call
1: though. of Duty? God damn it. <laughs> yes, Halo. They're making a Halo, Halo show.
0: <laughs> um, they're making a Halo show that's going to be on Paramount+. Plus. Um And that drops in May, so that's I'm kind of excited about.
1: That will be exciting. Yeah,
0: it it might not be good, but it'll be exciting.
1: (laughs) Oh man, you can't mess that up. There's just please don't mess it up.
0: Listen, you can mess it up, and they might, and that's okay. (laughs) Uh, Um, Then there's Peacock, which you talked about a little. bit. Dude,
1: you know what we just like? Kind of, I, I forgot Disney Plus. Like that's way bigger than Peacock.
0: That's oh yeah bad. i thought we were getting i thought we were like building up to disney plus
1: oh no no i was just kind of like naming like the ones <laughs> i don't remember but then i was like wait disney plus is definitely um okay well we can make that transition now or we can keep talking about
0: wait we, we were finishing up the other ones we had said paramount it's said paramount plus we had said peacock and there was another one wasn't there
1: well i i was just really talking about like i think it was like showtime that was, like, an add-on. I don't know if that's even, like... Stars. Yeah, Eastern. Stars. Stars. Maybe it is Showtime, actually. And I'm just... Mis-
0: no, because Showtime is Paramount+. Plus. Oh.
1: Um. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Call of Duty. <laughs> um.
0: Okay, wait. Peacock doesn't have anything. Peacock is the worst. I hate Peacock. Um. It has NBC. It's a, yeah. And it has a ton of it's, ads. Yeah. I they was actually subscribed to it until this week.
1: The frustrating thing is it took The Office off of Netflix, Netflix and yeah. just made their own thing. And now it's like they're giving away like half the seasons for free, but they're only the good seasons really. So it's like, I don't really need to, you guys suck.
0: I had subscribed to it because I, um, well, I wanted to support, they were doing, They have. Uh, they're doing the series of psych movies that are only on Peacock. And uh, those are pretty good. And I had watched some soccer early in the beginning of last year when I thought I might get into soccer. <laughs> and that, <laughs> that didn't pan out. And so whatever. So I was watching it, and I was watching Saturday Night Live on it last week. And I paused it. And this goddamn streaming service, once you pause it for more than three seconds, they put an ad on the screen. I literally stopped what I was doing wow. and I went to my computer and I unsubscribed from Peacock because of how much that pissed me off and I will never use it. Hear
1: that Peacock? You hear that?
0: Yeah. You lost a subscriber. Probably like one of your only 10 paying subscribers. <laughs> um, then I think we're at Disney plus, right? Is that all of the big ones that we accept for Disney plus?
1: Yeah, I believe so. There's probably a couple that are in existence, but really just don't matter.
0: <laughs> we t- we talked about pretty much everything else. Oh, you know what? I'll throw one on. I'll throw one on. That's not Disney Plus. Crunchyroll.
1: Oh, actually, that's pretty big too. It is. I we just absorbed. Funimation. all of yeah for all the anime lovers out there this is huge i just binged all of attack on titan oh you it, wait is it done yet or
0: no there's still a couple episodes coming out this month and then the rumors that they'll make a movie to wrap
1: it up i'm gonna wait until it's all out except the movie i'll, I'll yeah Well, I guess
0: that's all I have to say about Crunchyroll. I don't think I have anything else to say about it, except that it exists and it's a big service.
1: All I know is they have, like, a lot of the anime content, like, shows, but one of the best things I think about – and I don't even – yeah, it is technically anime. HBO Max has the entire, like – or a large portion of the Studio Ghibli or Ghibli services. I'm not sure how you say that. So that's, like, Spirited Away – I don't know if Grave of the Fireflies is on there, and I have still yet to watch it, because I'm not emotionally prepared. Um, But they have all those big movies that came out in Japan. So.
0: CNN is launching a streaming service called CNN+.
1: Plus. Why? Why? Know. All I can say right. is it, it's interesting. We've talked about. We'll, we'll finish it with Disney Plus before I get to the next point.
0: Okay, but we probably, knowing us, we're probably not going to remember the next point unless you write it down.
1: Essentially, well, it was just kind of like how this is all a huge response into turning away from like basic cable packages. No one wanted to watch commercials anymore i think that was the biggest lure about netflix is that you could binge watch a bunch of different shows you didn't have to put up with commercials and and you could watch them whenever exactly you, wanted. you got to select the content you wanted to watch at that point and people realize well why not do this now um so now you know there's the transition away but you know um i mean, essentially with all these different streaming services it's just a bunch of like different pseudo cable channels with a massive content list and I think all of them except maybe Peacock and Hulu don't have commercials Hulu get rid of your commercials I'm not gonna pay for your premium service I
0: am actually a fan of the Hulu premium service well the reason being that they're bringing back Futurama next year oh they can do whatever they want. Just bring back Futurama. <laughs> All right. And now we're into Disney, which is actually. A- mm-hmm. to- that's,
1: that's weird because, like, Hulu, like, that's Fox. Like, that's the Fox property. But, like, Disney, but then the Simpsons is going to be on Disney Plus. But then Futurama is going to be on Hulu. Well, so here's what happened. Disney bought Fox, remember? Yeah.
0: So Disney owned all of that after that merger. Same reason that Disney now owns the X Men and all that other stuff. So Disney, after they either after or before they bought Fox, but sometime after they launched Disney Plus, they bought a controlling stake in Hulu. So then the only two partners were NBC and Disney in Hulu. And I think the they have some agreement that NBC is going to phase out and it'll entirely be Disney owning Hulu. So Hulu, just think of it as an extension of Disney plus. And they actually offer them as a bundle. They have a uh, Disney plus Hulu and ESPN plus, which I guess, sure. We'll throw that on as a streaming service, but those are all owned by Disney. That's,
1: that's actually very interesting. Talk about, you know, talk about some companies yes. just gaining all the IP properties and well
0: that's that's what a lot of the concern is these days like these mega companies are merging um at&t warner brothers and they're merging with discovery which i didn't know was a big company but apparently it's a big company and they're merging that streaming service which is discovery plus which i don't even know what's on that i've never heard of that until i heard that it was merging with hbo max next year and then disney obviously is doing its disney thing where it bought lucasfilm it bought pixar has everything else
1: is is Discovery Plus like the old Discovery Channel where it was just a bunch of like cool nature related like shark week
0: honestly I hope so cuz that'd be pretty great um it's owned by Discovery Inc uh yeah looks like looks like it's those shows Discovery Channel Animal Planet TLC Travel Channel Magnolia Network HGTV Food Network and Asian Food Network. So those will all be coming oh. to HBO Max.
1: Perfect.
0: <laughs> On to Disney Plus. Disney Plus launched a few years ago, and it was seen instantly as like a huge competitor to Netflix. And then it was. And it had it it's just like you can't really compete with the
1: content library of Disney. I think I agree. There there was like that targeted demographic because everyone thought, hey, like, you know, we're gonna put all the old Disney classic movies, um, and targeted kind of like, a, like kind of kids, but then they brought on like because they had purchased Marvel and Star Wars, all that all that content is on there, and then like you said before, when they bought Fox, they brought the Simpsons along too, which is a pretty humongous property in and of itself. Um and then I think the timing of the release of Disney Plus, I remember it either got released slightly before or during the pandemic. So, you know, everyone was at home. It was, it was before? before? I okay. think it was before. So it really yeah. provided, like, that, you know, it, it really hit its timing, just the same way as Animal Crossing hit its timing, because it was released <laughs> during the pandemic, and no one was really doing anything at that time.
0: Did, um, and like you were saying with Marvel, when Disney Plus launched, Marvel – uh, I think at Comic-Con that year or something, they announced that they were going to do all these Disney Plus shows that were heavily tied into the MCU, like actual MCU content rather than the TV shows that had come out before, like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the uh, Daredevil mm-hmm. and the Defender stuff that was on Netflix. Those are technically possibly in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but that, you know they would just reference stuff from the movies, but the movies would never talk about what happened in the show? So it was like sort of a loose connection, but now they're having like actual stars of the movies starring in these TV shows, which was a big change. So they have like Loki, WandaVision. We've, we've talked about this before, but that was a big thing that uh, promoted mm-hmm. Disney Plus. And then they also had the Star Wars shows Mandalorian, Boba Fett. I think they revived Clone Wars and did a spin off of Clone Wars as well for Disney Plus.
1: Is that Bad Batch or? Yeah.
0: yeah, but So basically, you have an infinite supply of money that you're throwing at producing content that people want to watch, and that's a pretty good recipe to make a successful streaming service, I imagine.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Actually, you just reminded me when you said The Simpsons. The Simpsons and South Park, they both used to have their own streaming sites.
1: I didn't know The Simpsons did. I just remember, oh. yeah, South Park having a comedy site role. that's the only way I, like, literally... Binge watched all of Comedy Central in College, but it was uh, <clears throat> it was very interesting.
0: It was Simpsons World, which was owned by FX, and that was launched in 2014. And then it died in 2019, and it moved on to Disney Plus.
1: We can make money off of this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, and I guess South Park is owned by Oh HBO, right? Because HBO also uh, put a lot of money into South Park, and now they're making 23 movies for HBO Max. <laughs> like, South yeah, Park two of movies? them already came out, uh, COVID and Return of COVID.
1: Oh. Uh, I, I see. I don't, they need to drop the whole or D thing. That thing's just kind of, like, pushed its limit at this That's point. That's been going on for a while, Yeah. yeah. um i mean is that okay you know i guess so now that disney we've talked about disney plus um we can get into something i guess like we could talk about youtube um youtube now i guess because essentially they do have like their own produced content to an extent right like wasn't that where cobra kai got it started
0: Yes, it was. So YouTube had a push for a few years into producing original content. That's now failed, and they're not doing that anymore.
1: <laughs>
0: I mean, which why... Is why Netflix bought Cobra Kai.
1: Yeah. I guess be, being the platform that YouTube is, you could just simply rely on creators coming up with their own like content and then just paying them like ad, ad, ad revenue. Um, that is what they do, yeah. Which, it, it's fascinating how it's changed now. Like... It's good though. There's some people who make some really good stuff. I really do enjoy it. Um, I, I, agree. I agree.
0: I agree. Um, but I think people have a lot of problems with YouTube and the way that it's run, if we're going to
1: like the way they get paid or well,
0: the I, I think some of the monetization, but also mostly like the copyright system, the algorithm uh, and the copyright strikes it's easily abused and takes down Mm -hmm. videos that people that are not like actually owned by the person doing a copyright strike. They just do it to like troll people or to like, I don't know. I really don't know too much about it, but I know that a lot of like small content creators don't like that. I guess similar to YouTube, there's a lot of other niche streaming services for content creators like Vimeo and um, I guess Vimeo is the only one I can think of. Mm-hmm. Who is your favorite YouTuber?
1: Who's my favorite YouTuber? That's tough. I mean, I, I would say just off the top of my head, there's this guy, his name's like called Ken, Kenji Alt Lopez. He's this MIT educated professional chef and he started he he made videos before the pandemic but he really ramped it up during the pandemic and all he does is he wears like i think a GoPro camera on his head and you just see him like in a first person view like cooking pretty like interesting like meals so i just like watching him do it it's just pretty fascinating i watch this guy hmm. named uh it's called outdoor chef life and it's just like like this guy he's like a he used to uh, work as a sushi chef, and then he, I think, just up and quit his job and would film a lot of channels related to, like, initially it was, like, fishing, where he would literally go out, catch a fish, and then, like, turn that fish into, like, a meal. So that was always, like, really fascinating, because he always, like, did it with sushi. Hmm. Um, I haven't watched too many of his episodes recently, but that was always something that I really enjoyed. Um... There's just too many things that, like, pop up. I remember, what was it? was it? Was it called Hungry Meal Time? What was the one where it was, like, those five dudes who made, like, the most absurd combination of foods? Like, and he would make it, like, super big?
0: I have no idea. I don't think I've seen that.
1: Oh, there there used to be, like, I, this was, like, during college, too. Like, I had heard that they broke up, unfortunately, but they would bake, they would just put bacon on everything. But essentially, it would be, like the most absurd there'd be like a ton of candy too involved in it um i don't know i mean there's just a lot i i used to watch i watch. Like, i don't like watch a specific youtuber for gaming but I just like watching like certain professional like streamers i guess like twitch now
0: yeah, yeah. i was gonna bring up twitch like as another streaming service mm-hmm. i i think yes it's a streaming service but i think Uh, I guess I want to make like we made a distinction at the beginning of the episode between internet streaming services and, um, non-internet streaming services that use like, well, I guess not internet services, not streaming services that use radio waves or over the air wave things or telephone lines. I want to make a distinction between the internet streaming services, one being media companies producing content and distributing it to people. And in my head, that's what a streaming service is. And then the other being user-generated content that is streamed to viewers by the content creator, and I think YouTube now falls more into mm-hmm. that, and Twitch is definitely only that.
1: I agree.
0: That being said, I don't really get the appeal of Twitch.
1: <laughs> it, I think it's primarily a gaming. It's it's primarily games. Like, yeah, no, I, I know yeah, what it is. I uh, just,
0: I just don't. What? Why would I want to watch – like, if I'm going to play a game or be interested in so, a game, why do I want to watch someone who is, like, obviously good at the game? Why do I want to watch them play it yeah. rather than just play it myself?
1: So, I. So initially, I was the same way. I thought it was, like, targeted to a generation younger than us because I would watch, like – basically the same thing. Like, I, I would watch, like, my little cousin watching someone play – like, Red Dead Redemption. Like, like, I don't understand the appeal of watching, like, story games or open-world RPGs. But then when it comes to games like Call of Duty, I actually used to watch a lot of that. Because it's just, like, fascinating. Or, like, Halo. Because, like, you played the competitive nature of Halo or, like, Call of Duty. And you understand, like, there's, like, a certain level of, like, where you're at. And then you watch these guys run off and get, like, 23 kills, 2 deaths. And you're like, how, how are you doing that on Warzone? So oh, okay,
0: yeah I, yeah, I can see that. I guess um,
1: yeah. more
0: like watching um, sports because
1: I guess that's essentially what esports is now, right? Yeah,
0: like, that's the yeah. word I was looking for. Esports. So okay, I, I accept that as a as a valid use, but still, like a lot a lot of popular streamers are on Twitch. They are playing like single player open world games and stuff. Yeah. Like, Elden Ring. Yeah, Pokemon, Elden Ring. Anything that's huge and popular is going to have, like, a ton of people on Twitch playing it and a ton of people watching it. And I don't get that. If you want to play Elden Ring, like, assuming that, you know, you can afford Elden Ring and stuff, sure, if you can't and you just want to, like, see what it's all about, then I understand that. But if you're just watching someone play Elden Ring, though you also have Elden Ring and can play Elden Ring... Although I guess it's similar to what you were saying or watching someone who's like really, really good kind of one-shot a boss that's been killing you for several days. Okay. All right. Well, in the course of these five minutes, you've completely changed my opinion on Twitch. (laughs) (laughs) I still won't watch it, but I guess I get it. I guess.
1: But, yep.
0: Streamer, uh, YouTubers that I like, uh, Ryan George. He's hilarious. He does pitch meetings on YouTube. And um, Mm -hmm. Austin John plays for Pokemon stuff.
1: Oh, yeah. He just does.
0: I don't know what it is about him. He does, like, very consistent, um, informative videos. Like, we're going to talk about Arceus, Mm -hmm. uh, Pokemon Legends Arceus, at a later episode. But a lot of um, how I learned how to do anything in that game was just watching this guy's videos.
1: Interesting. Uh, Yeah, definitely. I've seen him uh, a couple times so far. He's pretty funny.